another video that I saw that just goes to show you the kind of resilience of black people um, with these guys who were roasting the police officers. Uh, and this one black officer who was a little short and had this small shield. Uh, they were roasting, giving this dude a hard time because they gave him a tiny shield. It was just, and the police officer, you know, these guys try to maintain their composure, but you can't help but laugh at Did it. Did he it's, laugh? It, these guys laughing so hard. No, but the cop. The cop was laughing. <laughs> a very dark-skinned African-American cop who just knew that he, because he was smaller, they gave him a smaller shield. And they <laughs> referred to it as tiny-ass shield. It was just... Again, but that's us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even in the chaos and the pain, we find a, a way to laugh about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode of After I Do the Podcast. Uh, excited to be back the chocolate girl one is in the building and we thought we'd take this episode with so much going on so much chaos Mm -hmm. um to to just basically check in um uh the deaths aubrey george floyd brianna taylor uh it's a lot it's a lot so um we are in la um since last night there's been a um was like a curfew yeah. um, that is across the country in a, a lot of these major cities. Uh, I think Atlanta also had a curfew last night. Um, I'm guessing Chicago. The issue is that um, the people have had enough. So I'll let you jump in and speak to whatever your thoughts are. But again, I just know that people are fed up. People have had enough. Um, we want to, again, share our condolences first and foremost to those that have lost their life. Um, but we also want to speak to the fact that we have to be safe. We have to be responsible. I know many of you are trying to find the version of protest that makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's great value to being on your computer, being on your phone and sharing information. Um, but there's also value in, um, and being active in the streets and um, showing up, the challenges, the challenge mm-hmm. right now is that while we are still in COVID nineteen, um, we want to be safe. And so the question is, how yeah. do we uh, remain active while at the same time being safe? Yeah, it's a lot going on. My goodness, um, I'm overwhelmed to say the least. Um, I wish I never saw the video of George Floyd because it knocked me out for about two days. Um, it's Here's my thing. It's hard to, of course, we need to change the system, protest and do all of that. And even while doing that, I have a hard time fitting in my regular life. Like, am I supposed to laugh? Am I supposed to still do TikToks? Am I supposed to still, you know, maintain, oh, excuse me, maintain some sort of normalcy without not focusing on the George Floyd or the Ahmad or the Brianna's? Um, I, I find like I can't find the balance because I know that I still have to live, but is that frivolously by dancing and having fun and 
doing the things that I normally do or is everything supposed to be so serious right now? So um, that's my own thing. Um, I'm fighting that. Uh, protesting, I did go out yesterday to the one in LA, matter of fact, and just was a little late. By the time I got there, chaos had already broke out. So we were only able to go down one street, you know, address some things. Uh, we took a little one with us just so she could get, you know, get it in her that, you know, when things aren't right, this is something that you can do peacefully. We wanted to show her the peaceful way to, of doing it, but it got a little crazy and we decided not to stay out there. But along the way, meeting people, stopping and having those brief conversations and looking at their posters and having that dialogue. And it felt good because it was a lot of everyone. Did you have your mask on? I did have my mask on. We all had our mask on, which again, made it tough because it's hard to breathe. You're walking, you're trying to have these conversations, but you are doing them very safely with the mask on. And it's just like, it's one thing on top of another. Just like you said, it's COVID-19 pandemic, but we're out there and we want to march. And it just became, you know. But what does marching do? The protests. The, the uh, I think, you know, it, it saddens me that we're not more politically active to the extent that we are more organized as a community because when i look at videos of protesters in hong kong they have this protesting down to a science they have methods of communication that allow them to be efficient and effective and so while um i feel like there's a certain amount of effectiveness even in the chaos because what it does is alert everybody that there's a trauma going on in the body. Like if you are experiencing a heart attack, and I've never, thank God, experienced a heart attack, but I imagine that mm -hmm. your body is trying to let you know that there is something completely wrong. If you your foot hurts, if you get a headache, that's one thing. But a heart attack, that's an ex like an extreme um, state of arrest, literally, to let you know right. something is out of balance. So... I equate that to this country, and when there's riots and protests of this magnitude, it is a way of the black community trying to let the larger body know that there is something wrong. And that something wrong uh, mm -hmm. is us. We, we're seeing it play out too many times with law enforcement killing mostly black men. Right. And now... Right. It used to be, oh, we had to read the reports and try to figure out. And a lot of these reports were manipulated. Well, you can't manipulate Well, you can, but it's hard to manipulate a visual of uh, a live vi visual. Mm -hmm. um, when people, you know, it was one thing where law enforcement could take your phone and then show you the piece of the footage that they wanted you to see and right. then write the report to support their version of it. But with these live Facebooks and all of these platforms that allow people to go live and you're seeing it real time, you can't manipulate that. You cannot. So um, I just wish that Well, here's the thing. we were more organized and we had better means and, and platforms for communication so that we were on mm -hmm. the same page. Because 
when you have people showing up and you have infiltrators and people distracting away from what the the goal and the abilities and you have and you add to that you have law enforcement who are supposed to to protect and serve right showing up and and being disruptive themselves right like it's it's adding it, to it yeah it just makes it even harder way more difficult to try to find a solution i think to your point when things are quiet meaning no one has been killed or whatever these type of conversations should always be taking place should there you know how you set up for a state emergency or anything like an earthquake what is the what is the procedure everybody has a backpack just like you said in hong kong we need a set of rules because i felt so bad seeing some of the people out there unprotected and when i watched the hong kong preparedness uh video it says you need goggles you need to saran wrap your arms you need to wear long sleeve you need a backpack you need snack you need water because this poor white boy i just saw in oh i don't know where he is he got his whole eye busted out he said i'm gonna lose an eye he it's on shade room or um sean king they shot a rubber bullet and hit his eye and he said i'm gonna lose my eye well you, so you don't go out there yeah the, not per, like you have to you know mask is one thing be, and the only people reason why people had on masks right now is because of the pandemic we go out there, short sleeves, whatever, whatever, and you're not your body can't take all of this trauma. You got to go out there ready. So that's one thing that they do do in Hong Kong and other places that I saw that made so much sense. And then today, waking up to this poor young man who's out there on the front lines with us, gonna lose an eye. You know, so well, that again, you have police officers that are being reckless and irresponsible. Right. But you they have were, to be ready. That's the whole thing. You have to, whatever they have, you should be ready. And because of the pandemic, it's just like a catch, like everything on top of each other. Because you do need gas masks, and they're not that even. Um, excuse me, they're not that expensive. You just cannot get them now. So, with that said. You do need your mask. You need something with the filter. You need something to prevent the gas. If they, Like me moving forward, if I go to protest and I'm shame on me because I didn't have on goggles. I did have on a mask. I had on long sleeve. I had my backpack. My backpack had cash. It had a bottle of water. It had a trail mix bar. It also had uh, some candy for sweetness in case somebody needed, you know, diabetic and there was something else I had. Oh, sanitizer and wipes. So I felt like I was ready, but I didn't have my eye protection and I didn't saran wrap my um my arms. But that should be the norm moving forward. What's the saran wrap do? Just like if they um spray pepper spray on you, on your arms or whatever, it kind of it burns because it is a pepper. It is a spray or any type of agent. I believe that was for people that had on short sleeve. But I would do it anyway as a second barrier not to get on my skin. Because if you have all of this covered, the next thing is your arms. You know, I don't think they went as far as saran wrapping their legs. You would be extremely hot. But I could see your arms. That makes sense to me. Um, and I would go even further as, you know, getting some type of pads. Because I saw a lot of cops like to just 
jab you with their um with their patrol stick and i'm like that's not even necessary but a lot of people even women they were getting poked and you know if you had some type of uh layering you know i don't know if we could go out and everybody be in a football uniform but if there's it's got to be some t some type of t-shirt that has like that hulk padding some type of padding because you really have to be prepared and we do not know how to do it properly. And people go out there and they do get hurt. So I would hope that moving forward, before you go out, you know, take a minute to make sure your body is as protected as you possibly can. Oh, yeah. And they said take off jewelry. So I took my bracelets that I had on. I had two other necklaces. I took that off because anything can be ripped. I took my earrings off and I still don't have them on. I did do that in case, you know, you ripped or, you know, someone maybe inadvertently or maybe on purpose, you know, you don't want your earlobes to rip. So there's some things that need to be in place before you go out there. Um, yeah, I was going to say about the police officers, um, some of them were being very irresponsible. Uh, saw footage of the police pointing their rifles directly at news reporters and shooting rubber bullets at them. There was another CNN report, I believe, that got hit with uh, rubber bullets. Um, and this is intentional, I believe. I think they're trying to uh, stop reporters from being able to broadcast what's going on uh, in the misconduct. So a video, it's interesting because a lot of these people, again, you can only take so much uh, gentleman that was using his camera and basically filming the police, a police officer took his camera and snatched it out of his hand mm -hmm. and threw it. And this guy smacked, when I tell you smacked the, the he smacked this police officer so hard that he, the police officer fell out. Oh, I did see that one. And, um, you know, when you're down there in full riot gear, uh, you know, helmet, gear, all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're protected. You need to go out, kind well, of mimic what again, they look like. Well, no, it's not even about, again, these kids are way more agile, um, you know, and can get away from, and that guy got away from the police uh, just because he's not dragging around all of that equipment. So, you know, while these police officers have a certain level of protection, there is a certain level of vulnerability that comes with having to wait, yeah, 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 be, mm -hmm. be in all of this equipment. There's another video that I saw that just goes to show you the kind of resilience of black people um, with these guys who were roasting the police officers. Uh, and this one black officer who was a little short and had this small shield. Uh, they were roasting, giving this dude a hard time because they gave him a tiny shield. It was just, and the police officer, you know, these guys try to maintain their composure, but you can't help but laugh at Did it. Did he it's, laugh? It, these guys laughing so hard. No, but the cop. The cop was laughing. <laughs> a very dark-skinned African-American cop who just knew that he, because he was smaller, they gave him a smaller shield. And they <laughs> referred to it as tiny-ass shield. It was just... Again, but that's us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even in the chaos and the pain, we find a, a way to laugh about it. Right, and he, him laughing is, you know. Well, you just feel for, for me, I, I look at that officer and I feel for a cat that is pulled into something that is bigger than him, is probably confusing to him on many levels, right? Mm -hmm. um, and 
it's disturbing to watch this country pit us against each other in this way. Right. Right. There needs to be a dialogue so that we're all clear about right who who we are and what we need. Right. Law enforcement has a job to to do. We need law and order. Right. There are bad people out here in the universe that do bad things that need to be corrected. Right. Um, but there also um, are people, everyday citizens, citizens that don't need to be treated like they're criminals. So until we have a reckoning of the voices from both sides coming together, some some larger town hall, uh, and unfortunately we don't have a, a president who values great or even has the ability He's to not use sophisticated. To use, you don't even need to be, this is the thing, you, you don't do. need to be sophisticated, right? You have to have some type of... Don't need to be sophisticated in order to communicate with the population to say, these are simple things. These aren't sophisticated things. Well, he's not sophisticated and he doesn't have the bare minimum. He's just below level. If he was in school, he probably was a horrible student. Um, I think so. No, I don't know. I don't know what his level of education He's is. But again, common sense. It, it, humanity, just basic humanity um, will allow you to open a dialogue. Uh, and if you don't have that, certainly uh, mm-hmm. being smart enough to go, well, let me bring in the people who who make like that dialogue possible is the smart thing to do. But uh, again, I think that people's ideologies and the things that they that live inside of them that um that won't allow them to to help the situation uh, mm-hmm. is the hidden hand that that makes these things like i said more problematic than they need to be because again we're all human right these are basic human needs these are basic um human um rights um and if you can't see that then you know shame on you this is to me about color and not about color at the same time. No, it's about humanity. This is about if, color if, and not about color at the same time. Right. If we can't value each other as human beings. Crazy. Yes. And you have some people that really, you know, I, I'm I have to stay off the internet sometimes because they just they don't get it. They're not even it doesn't concern them. It's not their people, and they just. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about care. that. Let's talk about that because then the question is, right? Is this just a black cause? I mean, when you turn on the television, you look on the internet. There are um, there are a lot of white people or people who are not black involved, right? right. And some adding value, some not so much, right? And so the question becomes, right, what responsibility, right, do people who do not look like us have in helping us with, helping us find a solution to this issue? And I feel strongly that if you feel like, if you watch a video of George Floyd losing his life and because he's not the same color as you, mm-hmm. you don't see this as your issue, right? Then that to me is where the problem Absolutely. starts. Absolutely. Because it's a human being, it doesn't matter. 
I absolutely agree. But that's my opinion. I'm like, it's a life. And anybody that saw that video and that is human and is breathing should be just as outraged as us. Because you don't have the the ownership or the wherewithal to try and convict somebody before they even get to where they're going. Like, you've already prosecuted, you're trying to arrest them, you're prosecuting them, and you're giving him basically uh, the lethal injection. You're like, you're guilty upon the arrest and you're just not giving them the opportunity to get to where they're going. And I don't care what he did or what he was supposed to have done, or it doesn't matter. You don't get to have the right to do what they did. Nobody has the right to kill. But what I'm saying is you don't get to beat them up. You don't get to make them feel less than your job is to apprehend them and take them where he needs to, or they need to go and let the so-called system take care of it. But so many of us are, you know, locked up and across the board, every color. You get arrested, you're beat down for whatever reason, ego. And then by the time you make it to jail, uh, like Sandra Bland, what happened to her? That is still a mystery. We know she didn't kill herself. That just makes no sense. So why can't you just erase, you know, uh, arrest, excuse me, get them where they're supposed to be let them go on trial and let the chips fall where they may. But how do you get locked up for a, a broken tail light and wind up dead in a cell because you committed suicide? Come on. Yeah, I don't I don't have the answer to that. Um we but know that's again not true. um I'm just hopeful that um right whatever I don't know. This one has me in a pickle. Um, I think that it would behoove us as a community to to become more organized. Um, I don't know if the NAACP. I don't know if you know what organizations are the right organization, but we need to have something so that we have a unified voice. I think we need to have a platform where we can communicate better with each other. So to, to your point, even when we're in a situation where, like, there's, uh, I don't even know what to say, where we're not at this heightened sense of, of, right. uh, of whatever this is, right, when we have time to spend not, not defending ourselves, we can use that time to better educate ourselves. So that when there is a need for call to actions, there's a clear plan in place right. so that we can move the needle and start to get, um, uh, I don't want to say some victories, but achieve some things that make sense in order to to uh, to move the needle, right? Because we keep ending up in this same space. It just becomes repetitive, right? Yeah. These same cycles are repeating themselves. So yeah. uh, I think that there's... Uh, bigger political things that need to happen. There's some, some. Um, I'm glad you said that. We need to be more politically involved. Uh, we need to be more politically aware. We need to better know that when they say vote right, these local elections matter just as much as the federal elections. Absolutely. Um, so I don't Not know. All meetings. I mean, 
<clears throat> we had, well, we used to have a neighborhood watch, which kept us in, abreast of what's going on in the neighborhood. But in online, if you go to your city hall, they have a list of all the meetings that happen and where, you know, um, residents can come. And we just have to start getting more involved. The issue, I think, in our community is that so many of us are trapped in these dead-end jobs that cause us to be out of the home so long. When these meetings start at 7, 8 o'clock at night, we're rushing home trying to get home to feed the kids to whatever. We are already emotionally and physically beat down. We don't have the leisure of a stay-at-home person or people that work at home to to know about the meeting, have the energy to go to the meeting, have the energy to voice your opinion at the meeting, and that's where we fall short. You can see it in, even in the schools, in the public schools. My grandson went to a nursery school in the area based on income or whatever, and we went to his little birthday party, and the amount of families not there that day was depressing. It was like, you know, and then the teacher's like, can you stand with, you know, sit with this one and this one and help them because their parents at work. We understand all of that. Everyone is not as fortunate as Royale and I to have the time to be there for Royce and Ross and for our grandkids, you know, even filling in for Joey and Gab. That's the issue. We're always busy. There's, we're trying to make a living. So a lot of the, the, um, meetings or whatever you might want to attend, you just don't have the time or you're, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul and you got to choose, do I go to this basketball game or do I go to this? And again, a bunch of this is going to, well, I'll speak to that on a different podcast, but I'm just saying that's the issue I find with the time issue and trying to get to these meetings that make a difference so you can meet your local council person and meet your um, assembly people because that's where they are, but we're not there because of prior commitments. Um, well, we want to hear from you all. Leave it in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know. Um, I, I don't know. Again, we just need to hear from you all because we need to have more information shared. So uh, we're going to wrap up this episode yeah. of After I Do. Uh, we we'll look forward to following up with you for hearing from you. We'll see you on the next episode.